You are now listening to Grinding True Crime Podcast with your host, Maddie Matt, Todd Fox, and Gabby Gap. Police have identified more victims and plan on more than just the four murder charges filed today. Confirm earlier reports of cannibalism. The building was a scene of ghoulish slaughter. A large kettle on the stove which held boiled body parts. Identified more victims and killed even more. Plan on more than just the four murder charges filed today. Had sex with some of his victims before he killed them. And that he was also a necrophiliac. Welcome into an episode of Grinding True Crime. This is not Maddie Matt. This is Todd Fox, and I'm going to make some content today along with my guest host today, Mr. Randy Yaws. Say hello to everybody. Hey, everybody. What's going on? Yeah, usually he helps me out with the sports page that I run, but um, I have him on here today uh, to do a well, to get his reaction to a story we're gonna we're gonna cover, Matt and Gabby will be available on our next episode. Uh, so we're just doing some content because they had some stuff come up again. It's been a crazy, crazy 2023. But uh, like I said, we're gonna stick to our promise. We're gonna have those more live episodes coming, plus more of our shows coming. And we already got like two in the vault, but uh, we're doing one here with Randy. Randy does our YouTube stuff, so. Uh, if you want to plug your uh, your graphics and stuff, man, go for it. Now's the time to do it. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, man. Um, yeah, you can follow me at uh, on Instagram at uh, Fast Times, Fast Times under the Halo. <clears throat> excuse me, Fast Times under the Halo One. That's on Instagram, right? or you can find me on at uh, Halos in the Infield on Instagram as well. Yeah, he does a great job. If you haven't checked out our Grinding True Crime uh, YouTube channel yet, that's all him. You know, we do the audio, and then he just puts it all together. It's been pretty good. We're getting a lot of good feedback. Uh, so uh, check it out. Like and subscribe if you haven't already. And uh, I don't know all the stuff that Maddie always likes to say about finding us on um, YouTube or, or, you know, other platforms like Podbean, uh, you know, Instagram, Facebook. But please like and subscribe to those. And, uh, you know, give us a five-star wherever you listen to our podcast. Um, <clears throat> so with that being said, uh, we are going to jump into a case uh, with with uh, with a lot of twists, my man. So I'm going to get your reactions on this case about the Erickson twins. The Erickson twins, huh? Yes, sir. Uh, this is a story that was... Um, when the story's over with, I'll, I'll post some links to um, the page where you can check out the, because uh, there's quite a bit of video to this. So awesome. Yeah, there's this is definitely a strange case. As the YouTube guy, that's like music to my ears. Yeah, when you when we uh, when we throw over this audio, if you want to do this one too, man, you won't have no problems finding pictures or or audio or video for it. So absolutely, yeah. This is kind of a recent case, so that's that's another reason why. <clears throat> okay, okay. So, let's get started, shall we? Yes, we shall. All right. Uh, it's going to be Ursula Erickson and her sister Sabrina Erickson. They're twins. Okay. Uh, that's what we're going to talk about uh, tonight or today, whatever you want to call it. Um, there's really not much to talk about about their past. Their pasts are, you know, kind of you know, mired in the whole 
you know, not, not knowing what, how they were raised or what they went through as much. But uh, I'll give you as much as we can about it. Um, all we know is that they were twins and they were born November 3rd, 1967 in Sweden. Okay. So they, um, they, they had an older sister named Mona and an older brother named Bjorn. So if you're a Vikings fan from A&E or those other, <laughs> the other shows when they, when they come on, uh, the Vikings type, you know, that, that kind of Sweden, that Nordic kind of person, that's probably what Bjorn looks like. He kind of texts like this. Uh, <laughs> so I don't know, man. That's not bad. Yeah, it's pretty terrible. I, I was trying to do this, the, the SpongeBob, you know. <laughs> so, you're any, you're any, you're any. Oh, Jesus. Like, what? Wow. <laughs> yeah, so the brief stuff that we know about them in their childhood is that they were reserved twins, they were kind of quiet. Um, so they really didn't, um, you know, they weren't really like if they were in a classroom full of kids, you wouldn't look at them, be, you know, then they wouldn't really stand out to you. They would probably be in the corner doing something by themselves or just sticking with themselves. The only reason why they would stick out is because they were twins, basically. Well, there's no back backstory whatsoever on these girls. Not too much, other than we have uh, on occasions her brother and sister would say later on that they tended to have these crazy fits of anger. And the fits of anger would not just come out in one twin at the same time, or at one time, it would be both twins at the same time. Huh. Yeah, so keep that in mind. Okay. Um, so Ursula was living in the United States somewhere. Um, and she, she moved over here to the U S and then she also, uh, not knowing where she went the first time, but she eventually wound up staying in Florida. Um, <clears throat> Sabrina or Sabina, sorry, uh, was living in the UK with her boyfriend or partner. Cause it wasn't stated if they were married, still don't know about that, but they had two kids, uh, in the year 2000. So. Um, but in 2008, Sabina moved from the UK to Ireland and Ursula was still over here, uh, stateside, but they planned to meet up because they hadn't seen each other in a few years. And so Ursula, um, made the plans and she flew over to Ireland and she was over there for a little while. And the two were, were inseparable, like they didn't want to do anything with the families. They just wanted to hang out with each other, you know, twin sisters and all seems legit. Right. Right. Yeah. So, um, basically, uh, is what happened was the family members were trying to hang out all together. And like I said, they were staying pretty much by themselves to themselves. And, um, the two sisters would, uh, take a trip and leave Ireland for Liverpool, England on May 16th, 2008. So, um, why do you think they stopped in Liverpool? My guess back there, watch a soccer game. Soccer game? No, (laughs) that would be a good guess. I mean, Liverpool does have a famous soccer team. Um, but what they did was they went to a police station. Okay. 
and they filed a filed a report. And what do you think they filed a report on? If you get this, you get brownie points. Oh my god! Well, <laughs> nothing's happened yet. Um, <laughs> oh, missing person. Close, actually. Not not oh. not bad. So remember, they left Ireland and they left uh, Sabina's kids with her boyfriend slash husband, and uh, they basically went to the police station to file a report about their kids being um or her kids being in danger and to do a wellness check so the police contacted the ireland police of that town that they were in and they followed up while the girls stayed there and they found up that found out that the kids were alive and well and were fine and the boyfriend slash husband was like because again we don't know if he, if they were married at the time, so I don't want to say, but he told the police, he was like, I don't know why they're filing a report or calling about the kids. The kids are fine. They're with me. I take good care of them. The police affirmed it, that they're not in any danger. And so the police at in England were like, well, or in Liverpool were like, so what's this all about then? And the two sisters, as quickly as they came in there to file their report, they just turned around and walked right out. This dude's probably tripping. <laughs> like, what the? That's that's new. Yeah. Wow. It doesn't make any sense, right? He doesn't even know who did it. Yeah. Yeah, he has no idea. Oh, man. So they, um, the police said, you know what? If there's some issues going on, maybe you should return back to Ireland and, you know, um, fix things or, you know maybe there's a, a domestic dispute between you guys or whatever um maybe there's a problem you know uh you guys need to hash this out because why are you making a report over here that's a false report right so um so yeah they they they, they decide to uh the, the police say you know what why don't you get on these these uh the expressway this uh coach line which is sort of like a a, um, a greyhound over here Okay, and take it back to Ireland. You know, um, it, they have those tr- kind of trips if you can't afford the the flight. So they go okay. They they say okay, whatever, and they um they make plans. I guess they told the police that they were going to be on their way. Mm-hmm. Now the thing is, <clears throat> they get on the on the bus, but they buy tickets to head towards London, England, from Liverpool. So they're not even going back to Ireland. No, they're not at all. They're 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 continuing their trip or whatever they were trying to do. So they start on their trip and right away there's problems. You know what hap like what what usually happens when you have big packages on the Greyhound? What do they make you do with them? Like 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 suitcases and stuff like that. Oh, bottom of the bus, right? Yeah, exactly. So they were told to put their bags on the bottom of the bus in those compartments that they're there for. Mm-hmm. And they totally said no. Well, and, and what's that? That's a red flag. Yeah, it's a red flag right away. And you know as well as I know, there's a lot of bombings. There's a lot of uh, terrorist activity that the England, you know, London and, and the, um, you know, their police departments and secret agencies 
have done a really good job of preventing, but they still have had bus bombings and things like that. So, oh sure, they're very leery of that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. So, what happened was in this case, for whatever reason, the bus driver went against protocol and decided to let them on the bus with the bags, and or their you know their their suitcases or whatever. And so they they have these you know they're sitting in those seats and they've got the the luggage on their laps you know taking up the rest of the space and um okay so you let them slide i i can maybe see that but randy these women start talking in tongues and like religious tongues no just like a like when i mentioned tongues it's more like yeah i would think religious one way but the way that people were describing is they were saying stuff like sort of out of this world like only that they were like they were talking a gibberish language that only they were understanding oh these chicks seem fast man <laughs> but yeah I'm just gonna go out on a limb somewhere along the line and you don't have to say it just yet but I'm I'm gonna go out and say they dabble in witchcraft okay we'll, we'll hold on to that we'll hold on to that but that's a good guess it's a good okay. guess so as we continue they have their luggage on their on their laps they're talking in tongues or they're saying they're really starting to freak out the rest of the passengers on the bus so the bus driver makes a stop at a couple stations prior and is and is telling them hey you know you need to put your bags down below you guys need to quiet down simmer down stop distract uh you know you're scaring some of these um the passengers, if you continue your behavior, I'm going to have to let you off the bus. Mm-hmm. And so they start cussing him out. And he's like, you know what? That's it. I'm done. I, so he goes down to the next um, the next stop, which is now right in front of the M6 motorway. So the best way I could describe this is probably the 405 freeway or the 5 freeway here. Okay. Or maybe the 110 where... You have that bus lane on the side of the freeway, hmm. and then <clears throat> there's the major thoroughfare on either side of the freeway. You can go north or south, east or west or whatever, right? So he's like, you know what? Get the hell off my bus. And so he boots them off the bus, He, you know, and they're they're cussing them out. They're kind of pushing and shoving, um, but they eventually decide to get off the bus, and, you know, he calls in to the um the security for the the bus company and they come down there and they inter- because people are freaked out what they have on their packages too. Oh yeah, I'm sure. So they search the the um the luggage and they find that there's no no bombs, no no uh no legal substances like drugs, no guns, no nothing like that. Well, that's a relief. Yeah. <laughs> so there's no there's nothing. And so, so they're like, man, what's up with these chicks, you know? And the bus driver, you know, even the, the, um, the uh, police are like, hey, you know what? Um, do you want them back on the bus now that you know that they're clean? And he's like, no, I don't want to deal with them. Let the next bus driver get them. So they told the, – the, they gave her them new tickets and said, okay, you know, we'll let you on the next bus, but don't act up. And so they were like, okay – and the police station police officers take off the bus driver takes off it's now it gets really janky because 
five minutes later after the bus is gone and the police take off the toll booth assistant who has watched the entire time what has gone on mm-hmm. is acting is is getting a bad feeling about this because these women are mumbling to themselves and acting a little weird so she keeps an eye on them and she has like cameras viewing the m6 motorway too and um she watches as they leave the bus station climb over a barrier and start walking towards the motorway with her luggage in hand and everything and she's like well that's trespassing that's private property you know that's the freeways property so all of a sudden she gets her superiors on the line they see the cameras and and them walking diagonally with traffic on the side of the road they're safe but they're but they shouldn't be out there okay so what happens is now they said okay we're going to send out some um traffic officers to get them off of the the freeway you know it's that's kind of weird you know like why are they you know going over there and this is 2008 so they have a lot of a lot of uh you know cameras out there so it is straight up bat blind crazy (laughs) yeah wait till you you get a load of what happens next though so it's about 3 20 p.m and so like you're you're starting to get that major traffic you know heading towards london or away from london Mm -hmm. and um they're still behind the, the barrier and they've walked about a good probably eight blocks worth you know not not a mile yet but the first safety officers come down onto the uh to the highway and pull over and um they uh they just they just sit there for a second and they're they're talking with them and the um another another uh you know vehicle another officer shows up with a camera crew and so they have basically um a show over there like that that does like their version of cops but for the highway patrol for their their highway people you know gotcha so they're videotaping and then they have the the uh the um senior officer right there and he's like yeah you know these two women were trying to get them off the freeway they walked over the barrier and they're trying to get um you know we don't know what they're here for we're going to interview them right now and see what's going on so all of a sudden um out of nowhere because you have two officers interviewing one of the twin sisters and then another officer you know with the other one and as soon as that officer said yeah we're going to start interviewing them um all of a sudden sabina who was being held by one of the officers her her arm just ran across the barrier jumped the barrier ran into oncoming traffic what and was clipped by a car and thrown to the side of the highway that's what you get yeah and so right away the motorway officer said oh my god uh we need paramedics and fire department so he puts in a call right away right so she's hit and her sister starts freaking out Uh, you know ursula she's freaking out she's like oh my god oh my god and she's like you know she's saying all kinds of like uh, you know you know crazy stuff and um all of a sudden sabina who was hit really hard you know by the car and then you know thrown against a barrier she gets up and the police you know men are trying to 
get her to the side and um, they're checking her and she's just like saying, get off of me, get off of me. And her sister, Ursula, is now freaking out, trying to get close to her as well. They're trying to keep her back. So it's turning into an awkward situation. The cameras are rolling. And now, like, he's like, we need more backup out here. You know, like, we don't have enough officers. These women are kind of hard to control. They're not, you know, like, they have two or three officers trying to hold, you know, these girls back. They're trying to check out Sabina. And she's just like, I don't want your help. I'm fine. Blah, blah, blah. I was going to say, she's not hurt. She's not hurt, dude. And she was she was clipped by a car going 60 miles per hour. Dude, they're possessed. So, (laughs) so. The, the film crew is going crazy on this one. They're just like, and then, and then right when they get the, the officer back and said, Hey, you know, like what the hell just happened? What do you know? What did we just see right here? And, uh, the, the guy goes, you know, uh, he goes, this, she just ran into the, the, uh, oncoming traffic and got hit by the car. So they're talking to the, the, the guy who hit, you know, Sabina. And then all of a sudden, uh, Ursula starts to, to yell something and she, has a red jacket on the officer grabs her jacket she just lets go of the jacket pulls off pulls it off she jumps the barrier runs into the traffic and is hit head on by a mercedes-benz traveling 56 mile per hour she's dead she's hit and then she's also uh seconds later sabina who was hit the first time yeah jumps into traffic and gets hit by a volkswagen polo oh my God, dude, what? Traveling at 70 miles per hour. Then Ursula is ran over by a truck, a semi. <sighs> like right after because the semi couldn't swerve in time. So the entire four-lane highway of the either north or southbound had to come to a stop. There was near crashes because the cars were trying to avoid both women now in the middle of the freaking freeway. Oh, my God, dude, what? Why? <laughs> yeah. So Sabina, she freaking flew over the windshield of that first car and, and and landed onto the concrete. Ursula, after, like I said, getting hit by the car, um, the semi ran over and crushed both of her legs. So her, her legs are like, they could already tell that their, their compound fractures are broken in several places. She's still alive, though? She's still alive, but they're oh. both... They're both unconscious at this time. This is insanity, Todd. Yeah. yeah. And it keeps getting worse. Watch. Oh, okay. Yeah. So the motor officers quickly ran out there. They, they shut down the side of the freeway completely. Um, the, they were like, dude, we need, uh, we have possible, uh, two fatalities. Uh, where the hell is that ambulance? The guy's cursing. He's like, we need fire and paramedics here right away. So as he's saying that they're actually starting to pull up, you know, like, like, and then the police, the real police officers are showing up. Like, it's just chaos, dude. It's just chaos. Yeah. So the cameraman doesn't know what to say that, you know, the producers and everybody, just everyone's just in shock. So they rush over to Ursula and they're trying to perform CPR. Uh, she becomes conscious and in front of the, the camera, she's yelling obscenities. She's spitting at people. Um, She's trying to grab it at the female officer's hair, like and pull it and yank it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they're like, wow. they're like, what's going on with this chick? You know, like, like she's just out of her mind. And um, she's she then starts to uh, 
to yell at Sabina. She sees her in the next lane over laid out or whatever. And uh, Sabina starts to, 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 uh, to wake up. And uh, Ursula is, is trying to get up, but her legs are shattered. So her upper body's moving. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. And didn't you say there's video footage of this? Yes, there's video footage of this. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, these women are nuts. Yes, they are. And um, he's she then starts to tell her sister, they're going to steal your organs. <laughs> <laughs> and they're coming for your blood. So as she's, oh, go ahead. Lord, I just, I just thought you were going to give me a local neighborhood killer, but dang, Todd. <laughs> oh, yeah. And so then Sabina, she gets she upon hearing this, looks over at her sister, and they're like, they're not going to take take my effing organs. And she stands up. <laughs> And she's starting to get physical with the police. Oh, wow. And they're trying to get her down or move her out of the the highway. Dude, four officers are trying to hold her, and she's fighting them off. I'm telling you, they're possessed, dude. Possessed. (laughs) And so Ursula's telling her to run, and so that's what she does. Wait a minute. Oh, okay, never mind, never mind. I'm getting I thought Ursula got up and ran. I was like, wait a minute, what? (laughs) That would be something, right? That would be hilarious. No, Sabina Sabina now gets up, and she runs into the southbound side of the freeway, which has not been stopped. And she's like Frogger out there dodging cars, and the cars are dodging her, and luckily the police, you know, there's enough onlookers to where they are like, oh crap, there's something going on, and the freeway sorts, you know, comes to an comes to a stop. But six officers are now in chase of, you know, trying to chase her down. They're 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 screaming at her to stop, and this is before they had those, you know, stun guns or you know whatever. Um, yeah. They're not using that on her, and and she's running, screaming, and Ursula now is yelling. And they have to sedate her to calm her down. They got to Sabina before, uh, you know, because they're, they're, they're trying they're trying to fight, you know stop her, and um, because right now they they don't know if you know she has uh, if she's on LSD or whatever, something something you know they're thinking that she's on on drugs or whatever, and um, six six officers had to freaking tackle her before she went over the uh the bridge. Now can I ask one question? Mm-hmm. Okay. You say say it took six officers, right? Mm-hmm. Are these women like relatively big? They're about well they're Swedish women, so they're about like <laughs> they're about like six feet. A couple hundred pounds? No, they're they're about I'd say six feet and I think they were listed at about 140 to 150. Oh, my God. Yeah. It took six dudes to take her down? To take her down, yeah. My goodness. Yeah, she was she was trying to jump wow. as well. So, I mean, this is like some Final Destination or not Final Destination. What's that one movie where, uh, they, you know, they, they kept trying to kill themselves? People were uh, the, the, God, there was a name to it. 
where they would get the they would catch the air and then it was a Mark Wahlberg movie. But they would they would uh try to people would just commit suicide if they if they uh, felt the air or something like that. It was a weird movie. Wow. The Happening. I think it was The Happening. Oh okay. Yeah, I gotta check that movie out. It's pretty crazy. Um, so now we go to the hospital, and believe it or not, the drug test came back negative on both of them. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm sticking by possessed. <laughs> now. Ursula remains in hospital. She's going to be there for quite some time. She's got multiple, multiple compound fractures to her uh, fibula, tibula. Her legs are shattered, dude. I guess they're probably going to have to amputate those suckers. Somehow they didn't. (laughs) (laughs) Forced. Yeah. Now, you know, listening to this show, bro, you, you get the, you know, we make fun of the dumb cops. Oh, yeah. Or the doctors or psychiatrists and stuff like that. (sighs) Well, I'm going to have to go to that voice, the hillbilly voice, even though it's in London, man. Because uh, Sabina, now, they passed the drug test. Her sister's in critical condition. She's got some superficial injuries, but nothing. She didn't have any broken bones, which is crazy. She got hit twice? She got hit twice. So she's already being released from hospital. Wow. But they say there's something there. We're going to send you to the psych ward. So what do you think they said at the psych ward? She good. (laughs) Pretty much like, hey, she seems fine to me. Let's (laughs) let her go. Two hours later, bro. After everything that just freaking happened. <laughs> after everything. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> it's like all over the freaking news. Front page, back page. Nah, she good. <laughs> yeah. <Wow>. Two hours later. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think she got charged with? Misdemeanor assault. Yeah, she had a little bit of assault charges, and then she had trespassing, right? Right, okay. She got two days in jail for that, (laughs) but they suspended it and said, well, the two hours was enough in custody, so you're free to go. Oh, my God. (laughs) What year did you say this was? 08? 2008, yeah. Oh, yeah, that's about right when the world was going dumb. Yep. Jeez, are you serious? Yeah, I can't even. Like this doesn't even this doesn't even sound real, man. I'm like starting to think it's like made up now. <laughs> no, well here's where, here's where the twists really come in. You okay. thought those were some twists? Oh no. Yeah, there's there's a there's a major twist coming up here. So <clears throat> she actually gets checked into another um, facility, and this is not against her will. This is you know they they offered to evaluate her, so they do. And it takes about two days, but she's released May 19th, 2008. This is Sabina? This is Sabina. So she's released. Now, she's not just released with help or anything. They're just like, hey, well, we're done with you now. You can get back on the street. Bye. And they shut the door on her. Don't give her any any kind of way to get anywhere. Don't help her out. She's in a foreign city. (laughs) Just shut the door. Be on your way. Oh, no. 
So I didn't like where this is going. Yeah, so she's re- she's released, and she's just wandering the streets now. And uh, it's getting late, and she doesn't know the area. And you see now a 54-year-old Glenn Hollins and his friend <clears throat> Peter Malloy. And they were both walking their dogs back from a local pub, and they were on their way home. So as they walked down the street, they noticed Sabrina at the corner of the street looking a little disheveled, crying a little bit. She looks scared. And these are two, you know, older men that are like, hey, you know what? That's not right. You know, we want to do the, um, what is it? The uh, neighborly thing, the the right thing. And let's see if this woman needs, needs some help. And so, uh, you know, the two were contemplating whether or not to talk to her. And um, they were like, you know, we, we should probably do it. And in the meet, you know, while they're making their decision to be good guys and go over there and help her. She's like, uh, hey, those are nice the dogs that you have there. And um, they were like, oh, okay. So they, they come over to her and, you know, she pets the dogs a little bit. And they said, well, do you need directions? Do you need to be dropped off somewhere? And uh, she said, well, I was just released from jail. And my sister's in, in hospital. I, you know, I don't know which hospital. And she was in bad in a bad state at the time and then you know she's going to need help and I want to find her but you know she's my twin sister and and she goes and then they go oh, where are you staying she goes I don't know this area I don't know of any hotels um, I don't have anywhere to sleep tonight so Glenn said well there's no really uh, good hotels in the area or motels to stay at um, or there's just like bed and breakfast and do you have the kind of money to pay for that and she's like no he's like well I'll do you one better he goes I'm a single guy. I won't do anything. You could sleep on the couch or I'll sleep on the couch. You can have my bed. Why don't you come over? And so Glenn offered his house and Peter was like, hmm. Um, that was nice knowing you, Glenn. <laughs> so, so, so Peter, that's messed up. So, so Peter goes, uh, man, are you sure about that? And he's like, oh yeah, dude. I mean, what can this woman do? You know, like, she seems nice and she's just down on her luck. Let's, you know, good, all good things are paid back in the end. You know, home, good, turn on the news, dude. <laughs> all good deeds. Yeah, exactly. He, maybe his TV was broke at the time. I don't know. <laughs> so you're thinking logically here. So, oh man. <laughs> so, um, so they got back to the house and they all started to hang out. Glenn made dinner. Peter was serving, you know, Sabina, and they were all sitting down and having a nice conversation. And then he said about halfway through the the um, the conversation, Sabina's attitude started to change. Um, she started to look more worried again, like they first saw her. And then she started to run towards towards the window and look outside. And then they asked her, is everything OK? And she's like, I think they're coming to get me. And they were like, who? And she goes, you'll find out, you know, because I can't tell you. And they're like, okay. And then she'd come back to the table and sit down and be like, boy, those, you know, the Irish potatoes taste really, really good. And then she's talking normal. And then she gets up and starts tinkering with something, talking to herself, looking out the window again. They're like, man, her attitude's really weird. Or her personality is really weird. Run, Glenn, run. <laughs> yeah. 
so Peter was like, you know what? Hey, uh, I think I hear my wife calling me. I got to go. And so I'm out of there too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Peter's like, I'm going home. He goes, uh, you be careful, all right, Glenn? And he's like, oh, I got this. He goes, it's fine. And he goes, he goes well, what are you going to do with her? He says, well, I'm just going to take her out uh, or make her breakfast, and then we'll start making phone calls, find out what hospital her, her sister's at, and, you know, I'll drop her off, and that's the end of it. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do what I said I would do. I'm going to be a neighborly person. I'm going to be a good-hearted person. And there you go. So Peter says, okay, man, um, just let me know how it goes tomorrow. He goes, oh, I got this. No, don't worry about it. And so, uh, you know, Peter, Peter just warned him again as he went to the door and said, hey, man, she's a bit quirky, man. Just like I would I would lock your door tonight, you know, and, you know, sleep well, brother. So he goes, OK. So, you know, <clears throat> Peter lives, yeah, and Peter just lives next door. So oh, okay. they're neighbors. So he's like, if you need anything, man, just call me. OK. So the next day, Glenn gets up makes her breakfast and they're talking and everything seems fine. He's then calls his brother who, you know, Glenn calls his brother who works in the hospital, uh, one of the hospitals locally and says, Hey, can you check up on a patient named Ursula Erickson? Um, and if she's not there, can you pull some strings with some of your other um, hospital mates and see if, you know, she's at another hospital? Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. So he stays on the phone and he starts to get the information for for her and uh, he gets it. He finds out what hospital she's at and then he tells her, hey, she's in critical condition. I don't know if they're taking neighbors, but I'll take or neighbors. They're taking um, visitors, but I'll take you to the hospital. So what do you think happens next? Go to the hospital. That's it. You think they just go to the hospital? Uh, I'm guessing she starts going crazy along the way. Okay, okay, kind of, kind of there. But here's what happens. So, after making the phone call, he decides, you know what? <clears throat> it's lunchtime. I want a little snack before we go. I'm gonna go over to uh, Peter's house and um, I'm gonna get some some tea. You know, I'm out of tea because you know how they love tea over there in England. Oh, yeah. So he goes over to, to uh, Glenn's house and says, hey, bro. Uh, he goes, uh, can I get a little tea? And then Glenn's like, how'd it go? So he lets him know what happens. And he's like, I'll be back. Um, I'm just going to make some tea and then we're going to be on our way. All right. You have a good day. All right. You too, man. So they part ways. He goes back in the house. Uh, Glenn starts to pick up uh, some poop from his dog that, you know, he was on his way to walk the dog out. The dog took a dump in his yard. So he's like, oh, crap, I got to clean this up. Literally crap. And uh, <laughs> all of a sudden, though, out comes Peter and he's running towards Glenn. Uh-huh. And he's got a freaking stab wound. In his oh, chest. no. Yeah. And Glenn grabs him as or Peter grabs Glenn as he's stumbling. And he's like, man, what happened? What happened? He's like, she stabbed me. She stabbed me. And he's starting to get a little like, you know, uh, he's starting to faint, you know, in, in the face. And uh, Glenn's like, hang on, man. Hang on, man. He goes, I'm going to call triple nine, which is 911 in the UK. Uh-huh. And he calls right away. And he says, my friend's been stabbed. He goes, you got to get here right away. And then right away as 
you know, as, as you can, please, my, my friends, he's dying. And Glenn looks up at him, bro, and says one thing. I know it's going to tug at your heart since you have a dog. But Glenn had no other family, and he just had that dog. And his last words were, please take care of my dog. And he passed away in Glenn's hands. So at this, he's looking, you know, he's, he's holding him still. The, the police are, are on their way. And then when they finally do arrive, he tells them, hey, she's in that house. And so the police go over there and they look for her, but she's not there. And all of a sudden they hear somebody yelling up the street and it's a motorist by the name of Joshua he got out of his car because what do you think he saw on Sabina bomb I know I'm putting you on the spot in this no not a bomb if you would have got this I would have been like damn dude you're going to be on the show permanently because <laughs> she ran out of the house with a hammer in her hand and she was hitting herself over the head with a hammer. What the? Yeah, as she so picture a woman about half naked for whatever reason, covered in blood in Glenn's blood. Okay. And also her blood now that's streaming down her forehead because she's bashing herself in the head with a hammer while running. Oh. <laughs> so the guy gets out of his car and tries to stop her. Because it's like, why are you hitting yourself? She immediately hits him with a hammer. Oh, man. And he's trying to wrestle the hammer away from her. But she pulls out a, uh, I guess, an uh, ashtray or some sort of, like, ornament from the house Mm. and stabs him with it. So he goes down and he's bleeding. And she just continues to run away. And so the, at this point, the police are getting close to catching up to her and they're chasing her up the street and the paramedics are now summoned to come over there because they see that, you know, she's, you know, she's uh, she's running and that they want to stop her. She's bleeding and the police are telling her, stop, stop, stop. <sighs> she gets to an overpass and jumps. Oh, she breaks both of her ankles and fractures her skull and is nearly hit by two other cars. But somehow she survives. They don't say she gets up and runs. <laughs> yeah, she's like the liquid Terminator, man. She comes <laughs> back together. She gone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wow. Oh, my God. This Oh wow! Yeah, man. Is she trying to get like put in the same hospitals or something? <laughs> Is that the motive here? Yeah, maybe she's like, I gotta be critical too. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, man. Uh, so she, the police summed it up after they took her to the hospital that um, he just made a couple cuts of some bread and was laying and, and was getting ready to make some tea. So sort of like tea and crumpets. And she grabbed the knife that he was using and just stabbed him right in the freaking uh, chest. And he actually stopped her from stabbing her him again a couple times. The problem was, man, the one stab that she got in that wasn't defensive wounds that he got 
went right into his aorta. Oh, shoot. So he was dead before he got to his buddy. Oh, man. Yep. She got him straight in the heart, dude. So, um, so this was, this is what happened here. Um, obviously Sabina was arrested and recovering in the hospital and all the way till September, which at the same time, her sister was released. Her legs had finally healed enough to where she could be on her way out. And, uh, Ursula traveled back to her family and she denied the media at this time was you know they'd known of this story for a couple months they've been wanting to you know find out what possessed these women literally to go into to traffic and she denied or she she denied any requests for interviews she didn't talk to the media didn't talk to police and she was released and she she went back to her family in Ireland um and then Sabina when she was recovering she was finally able to get out in September um she did the same thing she did not say anything did not uh answer any questions um toxicology on both of them again showed no drugs in her system she was held um in prison but at the trial in September of 2009 a full year after this uh, incidents Sabina was checked out by a multitude of doctors and psychiatrists to see if she was competent to stand trial and she was deemed uh, comp- competent or she was deemed mentally ill but, but the thing is they didn't know what from honey they're just at blind crazy man <laughs> They're like, hey, something's wrong with her, but I don't know what. You know, just put a helmet on her or something. I mean, some people are just nuts. <laughs> yeah. That's, what, see, that's what's weird, because there's no backstory. It's like, something had to happen when they were young, man. Yeah, you would think that there's that. I mean, I would love to see, because apparently from all things that we do know, the older brother and the older sister are fine. No issues, no um, state of mental illness, nothing. They're fine, but the but these twins are another story. So they did finally come to a um, conclusion on this, as far as what to diagnose them with, and it's called induced logical disorder which is found in twins which if one twin you know they always say if one twin can feel something the other one can too yeah they feel that it's the same way mentally so if they have this urge to hurt themselves the other one would want to hurt themselves as well and they're saying that it was just the perfect storm of that condition along with their apparent mental illness that caused them to do these crazy behaviors. So when one jumped into the traffic, the other one went with them. So, <laughs> yeah, it's it's weird, right? Very weird. I've and, never heard of that. 
they're saying that it's something like one in 60 million people have it or something like that or twins or whatever like that it's it's just a super super, super rare yeah yeah i mean i've heard of you know like twins you know and they know what the other one's thinking you know without even saying but i've i've, I've never heard of just like hey i'm gonna go jump off a cliff all right me too <laughs> yeah that's like if somebody jump off a cliff with you yeah if my sister did i would <laughs> yeah, no. If Randy does it, no. But if my sister, yeah, let's go. I'm gone. <laughs> yeah. Wow, dude, that's nuts. Right? It doesn't make any sense. Oh man, that's crazy. So you're thinking now, what's going to happen in the penalty phase? Whether she's mentally ill or not, right? And you got to think at some point, just with the M6 situation, there they should be not around public or they should be in a psychiatric home or something because Ursula's husband or boyfriend is not too sure about her, you know, as as she came home and Sabina's family is like, okay, this is crazy. And the doctors don't know what to do. And the parent, they're a threat to society. (laughs) Exactly. Right. Wow. And the poor dude that, you know, lost his life. You know, his family, you know, he doesn't have a wife or kids, but but he did have an extended family, you know, and, and you know, mother, uh, his mother and father were still alive. He still had, um, you know, uh, cousins and, and, and I think a brother and a sister. So he had a pretty big family. Um, they wanted justice. Sure. You know, he was killed for being a good Samaritan, you know, for being a little too nice. Mm-hmm. And um, he... Uh, <sighs> because of the stuff that was on her condition and what they had said about her mental state and everything, the, she was able to get out of murder in the first degree. And her lawyer got her to plead to manslaughter, which is obviously a real, real lesser count. And because of that and loopholes in her condition and the, rarity of the case and the, her conditions the judge had his you know hands tied he he wanted her to go to a psychiatric home but the defense attorney got her to get five years jail time only and she only served two and a half of that and then the judge wanted her to be on medication and in a psychiatric home which did not go through and she was in 2011 released to the public oh man yeah and now as of 2011 she's her and her sister have been completely free no probation they don't have to check in they don't have they're not being followed by any doctors and they're living free as a bird currently in Sweden in their home country of Sweden with their families and Glenn's family 14 and a half years later continue to mourn his loss with they feel no justice wow dude they should they should not be surrounded by anything but four walls yep they are in danger I mean good lord their video footage I mean one guy's dead I mean, one guy, you know, they probably found lying in the street. You know, the guy was in the car, and she's 
you know, his statement, you know, she was, I want, she was beating herself in the head with a hammer. Like it's in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude. I mean, uh, like I don't even know how you can attempt to say that there's, that they're even remotely fit for society. Like I don't even know how you, I don't even know how you can. Yeah, and there's there's um, there's been multiple attempts to try to track them down. A few people have tracked them down. They don't want any kind of coverage. And the doctors that do know about this rare, rare condition, especially between twins, saying that it's not if, but it's a matter of time when they have another relapse or another crazy mental state, because that mental state of theirs lasted a few days. So it could happen again, but they're released to the public. No one's monitoring. What's that? Nobody's monitoring. Nobody's monitoring. Wow. <laughs> and the doctors are sitting there telling these people, like, it's going to happen again. Going to happen again? Ah, oh, it's all right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we'll just see what happens next time. Uh, wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'll be ready for part two when it happens. <laughs> yeah, we'll have a follow-up to the story. <laughs> we'll put to be continued with a question mark. I'll do it, too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's insane, dude. Is that all? That's all? Wow. We're caught up to date because so far since 2011, we haven't heard nothing from them other than they're in Sweden. That's it. And it seems like when they're together, that stuff happens. And lo and behold, they're together in Sweden. So that's that's and by. What'd you say? And by. Yeah, stand by is is right, man. I mean, this is it's just just one of those head scratching um, cases to where, again, if um, you want to see anything online like i'll post it if not go on youtube there's plenty of stories about this it's people have been trying to see if like like you've been saying this entire show i think they're possessed people have been trying to see or debunk if that's right or not like they're they're trying to see were these women possessed for a period of time because they're not buying what the psychiatrist you know put up there see the thing that blows my mind Is okay. I can understand if they got this this whole twin thingamajig going on, but these chicks were getting banged around, ran over, and they were still getting up doing. I mean, just what? There's no way, dude. Like, there's no way the illness is like making them bulletproof. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, it's. I'm telling you, I, I think I'm gonna stick with a little. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm sticking with possessed. I mean, there's something wrong with these chicks, man. Other than, other than that, because I guess. Getting thrown around by vehicles, ran over, all this. I mean, jumping off bridges, yep. only, only breaking ankles. Like, you kidding me? I jump off a bridge, I'm shattering everything. <laughs> yeah. Breaking ankles. I love to break. Yeah, basically, you'd turn into liquid. You'd be I'm done. I'm telling you, dude. It's, I mean, yeah, there's, I mean, I'm, I mean, I can, I can, I'm, I can, I can understand that they probably had something wrong, but I'm, there's something a little deeper. <laughs> yeah. It's just it's amazing though the 
the extent that these women put their bodies through and they're still alive. And then, you know, they're not wheelchair bound. They're still around walking around like nothing happened. And if you watch the video to hear their foul mouth and to hear how, how they're just like, they seem like they're drunk and they seem like they're just, they're not all there. And so like, I would have thought, man, we got to take these guys to the loony bin anyway. Yeah. You know, and, and they're yelling about the craziest things. And then to see the video of them just get hit by those cars and that truck, you're like, oh, they're dead. <laughs> you see that right away. You're like, oh, this is this should be on faces of death. I thought they were dead. Yeah. Well, there's no way. Semi truck running her over? Dead. Yeah. Head on? Dead. <laughs> I'm telling you, possessed. Yeah, and that, see, that's the thing, dude. If she would have got up with her legs shattered and ran, I'd have been like, oh, yeah. Call the Ghostbusters right now. <laughs> She's a Fresno Nightcrawler. <laughs> that's great, dude. That's a good story, though. I mean, I, it, it, I mean, other than, was it Glenn that passed away? Yeah. At least nobody else was hurt. I mean, uh, well, other than that one guy, but at least nobody else was killed. Wait, yeah. That guy did live, right? Yeah, yeah, he lived. He lived. He was. He just got hit in the head with a hammer and stabbed. So, he, other than that, he's okay. I mean, no offense. I mean, society would have been a lot better off if something. I mean, if they both would have something happened to him. I'm, I'm not trying to say that you know be mean or anything, but my God, doctors already saying it's going to happen again. Nobody's listening. I mean, they would have just been better off just passing oh, right there on the whatever you call it. On the M6, yep. Like that's, I mean, good. Yeah, it's it's a shame, man. It's a it's a shame, but um, good story though, man. Oh, thanks, man. I gotta have you on again. Absolutely, man. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, because we got we got a lot more cases coming up, and just in case you know we can't get to uh you know either if I can't get to it, you know you could fill in for me with Matt and Gabby or vice versa, you know, like we did today. Um, cause I know we're going to be recording with them or I'm going to be recording with them tomorrow. So, you know, I'll put this one up first and then we'll, we'll, uh, you know, have their episodes out. They just been having all kinds of crazy, unfortunate stuff happening. So yeah, life, life tends to happen. Yeah, exactly. But, um, Hey, one more time, dude, give your uh, page a shout out. Um, this dude does great graphics. I'm just saying. So if you're in need of graphics for your uh, page or anything that you're doing, like a gaming type thing, even I'm, I'm just throwing it out there. This guy can get it done. So absolutely, I appreciate that, Todd. Yeah, like I said, it's fast times under the Halo One. Uh, there's a what do you call it? An underscore uh, between each letter, or excuse me, between each word. Uh, you can also find me at Halos in the Infield. Um, you can probably just type in Randy Yaws Y A W S. You know, Facebook, Instagram, and I'll probably pop up. Um, but yeah, I'm always for hire. Um, like you said, uh, I do the video so you can see what I do. Uh, check out my page for the graphics, and uh, I'm always willing to make a little money. Yeah, there you go. And, it, and he charges not that much compared to what these other professional things do. Uh, you know, tend to charge, but he does an excellent job. Like I said, you just have to go to his page to see what he's done, or go to Grinding Two Crimes on YouTube, and you can see the video stuff that he puts together for us, and we love it so. We're very appreciative of, of Randy and everything he's doing. So we hope uh, you enjoyed our our uh, our case for today. 
And uh, Matt and Gabby will be back for our next episode. And we have a live episode coming up, I believe, this Sunday, too. So be on the lookout for that. And hopefully you can participate with that. Um, We're getting close to getting phone calls for that show as well. So a lot of big things happening. Plus, the merch will be on the way, hopefully, at the end of March. And uh, we'll we'll have some stuff to, to give out to fans or if you guys want to purchase as well. So any uh, last words, my man? No, other than that, that was that was a great episode, man. I appreciate you bringing me on for that one. Oh, we'll, br- we'll definitely I'll bring you on for a more traditional murder case. <laughs> a who done it next one. Right on, and, and a shout out to Matt and Gabby. Uh, hope things get better, and I'm uh, looking forward to hearing you guys back on the show. Awesome. So for everybody on Grinding True Crimes, this is Todd Fox along with Randy Oz. Y'all come back now, you hear? Yeehaw! <laughs> <laughs>